Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome to this episode of She Podcast. This is episode 304. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, the lovely Elsie Escobar and the the jubilant and extremely optimistic John Jamingo today, who's not having the best week, but hopefully this will start a new one with some laughs. I don't know. Positivity. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen. It could happen. This is true. It's unlikely, but it could happen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are going to have a lot to talk about today because in the last two episodes, we basically covered no news. And so we have <laughs> yeah, a lot we didn't of news. Care. Yes. But mind you, we were really busy last Monday. Who was there? Who was there? Where? What? On Monday, last Monday, we did our mini con. Yes. We did a mini con last Monday for PodFest. I think it went extremely well. I finally got to enjoy our content for once, which was nice. Yeah, right? It was awesome. And then, yeah, today is International Women's Day. Um, so if you're listening to this, huzzah. Huzzah. Here we are. Here Being we are. women and all that. Yep. Congratulations, <laughs> ladies. You got yourself a day. I was at the doctor's office this morning and, you know, the person comes in first before the doctor and she takes your pulse and does all, you know, tries to weigh you, gets a punch in the face, you know, the usual. And so when she left, though, she said, happy Women's Day. And I was like, thanks. Same to you. Like, it was nice. I've never been wished a happy Women's Day before. I know, right? By like a person, like happy Easter. It was fun. by like a person you know instead of like having it shoved in my face online everywhere i look i meant like you know an actual greeting which was like a nice change i think right i don't think that's ever happened to me either it was an exciting doctor's appointment i got three new medications i got rid of two i'm growing i'm shrinking i'm getting all kinds of new things happening all right 46 is a fun fun time So I have a question. Fun. What should yes, happen sir. on International Women's Day? Should you get a card, flowers, chocolates? Should you have dinner made for you? No. Well, no. actually, you know what's really great is that it does have something that I think that the um, the folks really do a, a lovely job doing is being able to really show what the mission of International Women's Day is every single year. So the organization, the International Women's Day organization is a nonprofit and they do a theme every single year. They have a hashtag and then you really drive it and they really just spell it out for you. So this time it's the hashtag is choose to challenge, choose to challenge. And the ask for the community in order to celebrate this is to choose to challenge gender bias in whatever that might be. So whatever that narrative is, whatever that is that you see out there, 
If you want to support International Women's Day, it's not necessarily about get your significant woman in your life, a, I don't know, chocolate. It's more about being able for you to choose to challenge the ways in which you are biased towards gender and how to amplify uh, women's voices within that and what that looks like. So whatever that might look like for you is what that looks like for you. And Part of it is that then you get an opportunity to go do a little bit of research, go look to see what is out there, what are some things that you hadn't noticed about maybe changing, you know, the way that you say, like, instead of saying chairman of the board, you say chairperson of the board, you know, small little things that you can do to challenge gender bias. So like, do you think this is gender bias? Let's get off topic right away. Okay, great. So I'm married to someone who has a thirst for knowledge about pretty much everything. Right. He is, yes, it's StreamYard Tamara. So everything and anything he can learn about, he will learn about. Consequently, he assumes all other people are like this, which makes him a professional know-it-all. Also... There are certain things that not only do I not know about, but I never want to know about it. So, for example, this weekend, I left my car on while I was pumping gas because Meryl was in the car with me. And I didn't want her to get cold. And she was like, you can't do that. It'll spark. And I just went, you know, I just kind of gave her a look like, you sure you want to tell me what to do? Wait, who said that? Meryl said that? Yeah. She said, you have to turn it off or it'll spark. So I'm like. Let's not forget, first of all, that I'm 46 years old. I've been driving officially for 30 years this year. Okay. Right. So like, if, even if I did it every time, clearly I'm not on fire. So it doesn't matter. But I don't do it every time. I only did it because she was in the car. But when I got back in the car, you know, I just kind of looked at her like, you sure you want to tell me what to do? And she just went, what the fuck do I know? You know, it was like a nonverbal like, huh? Huh? Okay. But when I came home and I told Scott about it, he got really mad and he was like, no, you can't. You, you ha And I'm like, don't fucking tell me why this happens because I don't want to know. Here's what I know. I used to get my gas pumped in Jersey when I worked there every week. Every week I asked him if they wanted me to turn the car off and they would say no. And he goes, well, that's because they don't know the science. And I'm like, I don't want to know the science. I'm obviously alive. It doesn't matter. This makes so much sense about your Pontiac vibe and why. I'm like, stop right there. It sounds like you're about to explain it to me. <laughs> And I don't want to waste any more time on this conversation. Don't tell me any more about it. And then he starts pouting for like 20 minutes about how he just wants to share knowledge with me. And he's very angry that, well, I won't let him do it. And I just feel like any other male friend, like I understand that his intentions are noble and pure. But I also feel like this is a gender thing where people are constantly trying to help you by telling you stuff you don't give a fuck about kind of like this podcast no i'm just kidding but like <laughs> no but so wait can you tell me i guess you didn't know so so in the 50s and 60s maybe it did make the car spark now i think it has something to do with like if you leave the car running and you put it in the gas i don't know like something about it sealing because you have a gas cap but i don't have a gas cap my car is new enough where it self seals so that right. also doesn't apply to me so I was just like, whatever you're going to say. I mean, I don't know. I didn't want to know. I don't care. All I know is you don't have to tell me how to pump gas in my own car because I've been doing it on many, many cars. I've had many cars since I was 16. All of them terrible and a health hazard and probably a fire hazard until this last few. 
Boy, it's a good thing it's International Women's Day because I'd be mansplaining <laughs> my mansplaining butt off right now to you. Well, I know you know the answer, too, but the point is I don't care. I just did it because she was in the fucking car. I don't leave it on every time because normally I go inside. Well, see, that's where I, I mean, I understand what you're talking about, like when you don't care. But then I guess my wonder is I probably I don't know, because if I was doing something that was messing something up that I didn't know about, I'd like to find out. But what if you've been doing it your whole life? For example, someone tells you not to pull your hair in a bun or it'll turn blonde. I'm not blonde. But that's just, I mean. Well, that's not true. Come on. But I'm saying you've been doing it your whole life. You're not blonde yet. So shut the fuck up. That's my point. I mean, yes, I realize. But what if it actually does impact like what's going on? So like, let's, let's take, you know, drinking. (laughs) Poison? No. I know. Drinking water with ice. Okay, here we go. Oh, you're picking something I'm stupid about. Okay, no, yeah, not let's stupid about. I'm just saying to I'm you, I'm obsessed with if ice. If you though. have an, if you have something that's happening in your body that you want help with, when you say like one of the simplest things when it comes to like digestion is not to drink water with ice when you're trying to digest food or with food because it like. Essentially, it throws water or ice on top of your fire, which is the, your digestive fire, in order for it to work better, right? So that's mm-hmm. that's it. So if you want better digestion, consider possibly either not drinking water or drinking water without ice. Yeah, something that a lot of folks don't really like. Yes. So the difference between this scenario and that scenario is I actually want help with my digestion. I don't give a fuck what he thinks about my car. I don't like dealing with the car anyway. If somebody else could always take it for service repairs and pump it up with gas, I would be gloriously happy. I don't want to know. I don't care. I was just thinking about this specific issue, not necessarily about the car thing, but about the fact that there are some things that I simply don't want to know about not because it's like not it's important and I don't recognize the importance of it I just don't want to know it because it's a it's just really more challenging and that could be like a totally privileged position because there are some things I just simply have a really hard time wanting to know about and really understanding and I don't want to why is it privileged to not care about every fucking thing that ha- do you know that like No matter what you do in the world or who you are, you know about something in a scientific way that probably nobody else does. For example, curly hair. I know every scientific method about growing it and moisturizing it and putting protein in it and straightening it and what things to use. And for somebody without curly hair, you don't have to care about that ever. But everything is like this. Lipstick is like this. Jewelry is like this. Pens are like this. What goes into a pen would blow your face off. And there's I, just know, not I enough- love it. I just bought my first pen today. There's That's just- amazing. That's wonderful. But there's just not enough room in everyone's head for all the things Scott's excited about knowing. I don't know how he does it himself. Okay, so but here's the thing. So this is how I was – can I bring it back to podcasting? Yes. Because this is why I was really – Wanting to understand and what it what it really is for us as professionals in podcasting to be better, right? And one of them is that I still see a lot of real basic misunderstanding of what even podcasting is 
in a technical level. And there's a lot of folks out there who don't even know about RSS feeds that they don't even, they don't know how it all happens, like at all. They have people that they I don't know how it all happens. You know, but they outsource all the stuff. I don't care. Uh, That's right. but, But that's what I'm saying. But there's a lot of folks out there who just, and again with John, that they are just like, here's my crappy audio. Can you fix it? Right. And there's zero desire to even fix it. Yes. Whose job is it though? Is it really, should they care? Especially if they want to have a great podcast? Yes. Only to the extent, only to the extent that they know they don't want to fix it and that they want someone else to do so. That is as far as you have to go. And that's when my brain started to go to, because I feel very strongly that you need to have at least a minimum of understanding of what all the bits do and how they actually work before you outsource it. Even if I started a podcast without you and without you, I still wouldn't care. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm, I was thinking about doing one with my husband. I don't know any of the things you're talking about right now. And I probably would just put it in lips in the way I always do and hope for the best. Right. But, but what I'm saying is if you want it to move forward though, I would think that you would want to know a little bit more about how to optimize all of the fields and all the stuff and that there would be a, or you would work with somebody that's going to do that for you. So I care about it. Probably. Okay. I care about it. And then you just said you didn't. And so I'm trying to understand what that mindset is. So this is where I went down my own rabbit hole where I was like, okay, what's one thing that I really could care less about because I don't like it. And a lot of that is like, finances and numbers <laughs> i just don't care about it. like no, i mean i know that it's important obviously i know all the things please don't talk to me about how important all this stuff is but i really it is so Who, hard me? for me and what i want no i'm, I'm t- not talking about you guys i'm talking about oh, you folks mean the audience out there. yes please don't write her about if you want to say something about finances tell me and then i'll filter it out for her <laughs> i know and so don't anyway i was thinking like so how messed up would it be if like you just hire in a company somebody who's going to take care of all the finances because you see all these problems that happen all the time when it's like my business manager was in charge of it it's called my financial advisor was like doing all the things and they don't know that they're that's what you do right that's exactly totally stealing from you right because you don't know what the you're not supposed to know though you are supposed to have a cfo Right. But you you are still supposed to have somebody who's going to and in some way, wouldn't you wanna know how the like the basics of like money in, money out, what are we paying for? Are we really spending that much money on this? How yes. come we don't have that much money yes, for but this? The reason people what, get in trouble is because they don't want to call the RRS and make sure their taxes were paid. They have to assume that the person in charge of the money has done that. And you also don't want to call every bill payer and say hey, did this guy pay this? Did this guy pay this? You have to trust them to do their job, which is paying bills and then explaining to you how, you know, what's going on in your finances. Right. But do you have a responsibility for you to know what to expect? Or is it just like, whatever, you do what you do and I don't really care. Just I mean, every boss is different, right? Yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying. Whose fault is it when all that goes wrong? The person whose job it is. I have a little thing that uh, it's an email I sent out, and I would love to be able to share because I think this is right on topic. So I sent an email out to a podcast. It's a it's a big podcast, and their audio is horrible. It's very echoey. So I just said, hey, we haven't been introduced, but I want to reach out to say hello. I was 
talking to this podcast and they mentioned you and I'm a big fan of finding podcasts and I found your podcast and I think that I can help you with your audio quality if you're interested. I'm an independent podcaster at heart and I love helping other podcasters. If you'd like to jump on a video call, we could talk about your equipment and the processes. I'm sure I can help you. This isn't a sales pitch. I'm not selling consulting or anything. It's a free call to talk about your audio. Let me know if you're interested and set up a call. This is the response I got. Thank you very much for getting in touch with us. At this time, our budget is spent on our editor, show notes, and promotion. We don't have an additional funding for an audio editor as well. I really appreciate you reaching out. Have a great night. They probably didn't even read it. This was just a free, hey, let's get on a call. Let's talk about what you're doing. Let's think of a ways to improve your audio. You don't have to pay me a dime. If I were you, I would just write back and say, I'm not asking for any of your budget. I'm a listener and also I edit and I feel like it could be better and I know how to help you. People don't read all the way the first time. I though. reached out a helping hand and they slapped it away. So I'm done. Well, that wasn't really that. I mean, it was a nice response. It wasn't too bad. And I I understand where they're coming from. But my point is, they're thinking that an audio editor is different from an editor. Well, they must do video. It might be an editor. No, no. It might be, you know, a different kind of editor. What's what's their editor doing? Yeah, I mean, (laughs) exactly. How does their editor listen to that and take money for that and say, okay, here it is? Isn't this Maybe great? Maybe their editor just in- adds the intro and outro, and that's it. I guess. I do think, I mean, coming back to, like, I just don't. Back to Women's Day. <laughs> when, women's Day. <laughs> no, back to Women's Day. I, I think day. that we, there has to be, we have to get out of our own way to some degree whenever we are in a place where we don't care about something. I do feel that there is a basic responsibility for us to know at least minimally what's happening. And I'm All not right. saying for you to do research and I'm not and I'm not even ask, you know, saying for you to listen to your husband, Jess. I'm not talking about Scott like telling you stuff or anybody else know, telling you stuff. I'm just saying not. if you do or want to, like if that really it's not cool that somebody else is like telling you stuff and you really don't care, like I would just sit at least this is how I, I dealt with it. Is if if that comes up for me and I'm like, why am I being so resistant to knowing about this specific thing if I'm so obsessed with knowing about these other things? And then I will check myself and go like, what is it about it? What actually matters? And what is the most important thing that I need to know about this? Like literally that whole like minimal viable product that they talk about in like business and whatnot. Mm-hmm. What's the minimal viable information <laughs> I need to know about this in order for me to not be defensive mm-hmm. and to at minimum be able to have a conversation with somebody so that I'm not taken advantage of or I don't hurt or mess things up. I think I associate this with gender. Don't explain things to me because I'm the female in this relationship. And it goes back to when I was a kid. My mom was going to night school and I had to do my homework with her best friends at her best friend's house. And her son was like, I don't know, like a year older than me and a grade above me. And he would peer over my shoulder to see what homework I was doing and then try to tell me I was doing it wrong. And even though he was probably right, I would curse him up and down. I, like, stop looking at my homework. I don't want your fucking help. I don't want your help. I did not ask for your help. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Don't look at what I'm doing. Leave me alone. And it makes no sense to him or Scott. He's just like, well, if someone's trying to help you, why don't you just want the help? Because I just want to do something myself. Why can't you just let me do it myself? 
Is it so terrible? I do think that that's an ADHD trait, dude. Because yeah, maybe your whole life of being stupid makes you feel like, stop explaining things to me. I'll make mistakes yeah. and leave me alone. I think I, there was something where I was like, oh my God, that's why, what it is. And I've had the same thing happen before where I remember very distinctly my little brother, my middle brother, when we were kids, he started to show desire to learn how to cook. And, you know, my mom started to want me to go to the kitchen and I'm like, okay, I'll do it, right? And then she started to kind of help me in there when we were young. And then he got really excited about it and he sort of got more enthusiastic and really took initiative. And the minute that my mom turned her attention towards cultivating that in him, I immediately was like, I'm not, I'm not going to cook. I'm not even stepping into I literally gave it up. Why? And I didn't even go back into the kitchen until sometime in my 20s. Why? Because it's an attention thing. Yeah. It was like, he's going to do it better. I'm not going to be as good as him. I don't want to learn that. And so I had a resistance to that. And I see the same traits on in May. It's the same exact thing. It's like, don't tell me what to do. We literally asked her to write. We had a, a birthday party for one of her best friends, right, this weekend. And daddy got like a card for him and, and they both like signed it and whatnot. And then Randy came and he said, okay, can you just, you know, write happy birthday and sign your name? <laughs> and she froze. Why? And started crying. What? And then Randy came up to me and he's like, go deal with your daughter because I can't handle this right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I go over there and I'm like, what's the matter with you? And she was like, like pissed crying. And I'm like, what's wrong? So eventually I got out of her. She didn't want to write her name in front of Randy because he felt, or me for that matter, he felt that we were going to judge her writing. Like she was ashamed of her handwriting. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with her writing at all. And I finally was like, listen, go ahead and I'm leaving. You have all of this time to quietly write your writing because Hunter had written happy birthday before mm -hmm. and Hunter had made a really, it looked nice. It, I mean, she wrote well, she really amazed younger. So she, was, so she was just looking at that and all of a sudden she just internalized this entire shame about her writing that I was like, what is happening here? It's three letters. M-A-E. <laughs> and so finally she did it. Wow. And it, but it took like, it literally was like, what is happening here? I, we were, I was like at my wits end just going, just write your damn name. Just write it down. Because perception is different than reality for her. That's all. In right. reality, all she had to do was write her name. But in her head, everyone was looking. Everyone yep. was judging. She yes. wasn't good enough. That's right. not... ADHD. I don't know what that is. Well, but it actually is because is that it? is a trait. Yes, it is. I forgot the word because I was reading about it and it it's is not the rejection thing. Escalation is it of the of whatever that is inside of your head, which is what it's that. Oh gosh, I'm going to have to look it up while we're talking. Yeah. But there's a thing about that and it escalates that emotion and that story becomes so huge that you become paralyzed. And so in some degree, I'm kind of tracing that to what you are saying, that resistance of don't tell me what to do, that it becomes so huge when yeah. it really is not that big. Yeah. You I will agree with you. Story. I, I don't like to do anything that I can't win. Yeah. So I'm with you there. 
I don't want if like, I yeah. if I don't think I can win, I will not try. Yep. What's the point? It's winning uh, or it's boring. Yeah. I see. And that yeah, absolutely. Like I and it feels overwhelming. It feels yeah, I, I used to quit. And I used to also have the same thing. If I wasn't like the first or the, or the fastest or the in all of the games that I used to play, I would all of a sudden quit. Yeah. Or I'd start crying. Goodness gracious. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, I honestly, I, it's not until now that I'm starting to notice those patterns. And I wish that I would have had somebody be able to see that when I was a child and be able to talk me out of it in the way that we kind of dealt with May. Yeah. Like to some degree, we both Randy and I kind of stepped away and we gave her the space to be able to process all of that stuff and not to like let her, we didn't like let her get away with it in a way, you know, it wasn't like, you know, we're not going to address this, but it was like, how can we help her let go of whatever that loop was? She had, she was in a loop and I couldn't get her out of the loop. It yeah, was insane. Emily had a she was lot just of like loops. what tears and just yeah. And I'm like, what? Emily had a lot of loops, but stuff like we'd go to a wedding and she'd think all the women in the bathroom were trying to fight her, and I would believe it every time. But it was always a loop. I'd go in there, three Orthodox Jews in there, just you know, <laughs> t- yakking about family stuff, and she was like, and I'd look at her like, and she'd go, they were staring at me, and I'm pretty sure one of them was about to hit me. Okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Any way that you just weren't on anyone's mind whatsoever? No, that couldn't be right. You know? Anyway, but yeah. um, But thanks for that loop of staying off after a lovely list of things that we had to talk about. So I guess it's time for the news. Yeah. The news you can use for the informed podcaster. Podcasting news. I really thought that had much more to do with Women's Day than it ended up being. So sorry for the completely irrelevant segue. (laughs) I am. I didn't know that that would be so fucking irrelevant, but I really thought that's kind of a gender thing. And maybe we could delete the whole thing. I don't even know. Oh my God. No, just keep moving, man. I'm sure it'll help people because. Uh, We'll see. Maybe we should. If you guys are still watching this live, delete that whole segment or keep it in. Let us know. Let's just keep moving for our things. Okay. So before we get started with the news, don't forget that you can get all of our updates via text. Go to 302-240-3425 and type yes. Or if you're online, go to my.community.com forward slash she podcast. Get on our text updates. You can know when we're recording live. You can know new stuff about the event, when tickets go on sale, when somebody does something fun, you'll know first. And that's pretty exciting stuff. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So Elsie, whatever yes. you want. I know I added stuff without your permission. If you want to choose what we talk about. Well, let's just go down the list. I'm just going to really quickly touch base on this, the Google Podcaster Manager stuff. I don't know if you all know, because one of the questions that keeps coming up all the time, and it, and it is unrelenting, my dear friends, my beautiful podcasters, Schmoopies. is folks are always like, how do I know how many people are subscribed to my show? Oh, my God. Right. So. <laughs> oh, my God. That was such... Such a sad impression. Yes, it is sad, but it's true all the time. (laughs) It's amazing. Even though you can't get a comprehensive 
number of subscribers because your podcast host can only kind of, sort of, maybe, possibly guesstimate that and may let you know, the majority of the time, it's not actually data-based because there's no way to know. There's just simply no way to know how many people are subscribed. Mm-hmm. That said, though, now there are three separate places where you can find a little more specific data. One of them is Spotify. The other one is Apple Podcast. And the third one is Google Podcast. So Google Podcast now has gotten the functionality. If you go into your, there's like a little, you sign in a Google, in the, into your Google Podcast Manager account. Uh, you go into there, you submit your sh- not you submit your show, you claim your show because most of the shows are already in there. You claim your show and then you get access to your own little like data information. And I went in there for our show and I kind of attached uh, a screenshot of what it looks like in there. Now, remember that Apple Podcast right now is about 60.3% of all downloads. Spotify is number two at about 12.3%. Google Podcast is 2% of your total download. So it's not going to give you <laughs> a huge, con- you know, a huge data set. It's not, but it's really nice to be able to see. So I went in there and I looked and we, and it literally says underneath your artwork, it says sub- total subscribers. Mm-hmm. And we have 159. Yeah. I think that's great. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. And it's at the two, you know, if you think about it again, it's 2% of the subscriptions. And it's really nice to go in there and see that. And then you can also see they actually show you how many minutes were played for your show. They show you how many new subscribers you've had given a a certain amount of time in Google Podcast only. So you got to remember, this isn't like everything. It's not all the things. And it also shows you some other really interesting stats as to like how much people listen, like not how much people listen, but like when they drop off, when they listen the entire episode, like they they have all kinds of really cool stuff in there. And they also show you the device breakdowns, like what people are using to listen to the show. And for us, it's like 84% from the phone, 8% from desktops, smart speakers at 8%. Nothing from tablets and stuff. And then what I was kind of kind of shocked at and a little bit disappointed at, though, mm-hmm. was the sh- top search terms for us, which are, like, very odd. Um, yeah. I'm I not mean, sure what to they're not search terms for us. They are search terms that other people search, and we are one of the things that come up. It doesn't mean they're looking for she podcast. But that's like, what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I was so disappointed. So people by are that. finding us by typing in "call her daddy." Yeah, podcast. <laughs> well, call her daddy podcast boyfriend. Yeah, that's weird. But we must have that in the show notes. We do because we had that call her daddy episode yeah. that we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, podcast hosting platform. She podcast. Produce your podcast. Can you make money from Spotify podcasts? I mean, yeah. We are number four and nine out of the 10 thing people search. That's kind of sad. It is. I don't, I don't like that. And I don't, I know. And it's like, it's very, but I How mean. we fix it though? We could. I just thought it was also the number one though is podcast database. Yeah. What's that about? What's that all about? Like, that's like the number one thing that people have searched for and landed with us. That makes no sense. Yeah. I don't know either. But it must be somewhere. I wonder if I can bulk edit 
I mean, I don't even know if our posts are tagged. Like when you upload them, I know, I, I mean, I don't know if they're categorized or tagged. I've never looked. Yeah, but this is for the RSS feed, Jess. This is not the website. Oh, I would have to do it in Limpson. I understand. Yeah, okay, but then it, at the it. same time, there's no tags. Yeah. There's no tags. No tags. No. Huh. That's, no. It's just the title. So there's nothing I can do, basically. No. That's what you're saying. There isn't. This is just what's coming up. And I think that part of it is, yeah, for sure. It's just she podcasts and obviously those two terms. And, and again, I guess this is a little bit of advice to folks out there. Both of the shows that I named are names that mm-hmm. are um really <laughs> not good in the sense of like, <laughs> they're so general, right? Yeah. If you're searching for she and podcasts, that's so... It is. Je- like it's, there's it's very no... non-specific. That's true. Yeah. And the other show I have is The and Feed. Yeah. What is that? Never going to happen. It's like so happen. Gen- Again, super generic. Mm-hmm. So if I were to be, you know, advising folks, it would really be more like my first show, which was Elsie's Yoga Class, mm-hmm. which is like, it literally tells you what it is. And yeah. I didn't want to name it something weird. Like it could have been like some other random thing that I thought would be interesting to name, right? But it's, I just didn't. So because folks were probably going to be using, they're going to be searching for yoga class. So I would actually, instead of trying to be cutesy and smartsy about your show. Cutesy and smartsy. Yeah, cutesy and smartsy. (laughs) um, I I would probably either name it something that doesn't exist, meaning a word that Mm -hmm. is completely and utterly unusual because you will have people searching for that specific term, mm-hmm. or it would be a little bit more of a specific search for whatever that show is. But it really depends on the type of show that you have, right? So if it's a business show, you could find keyword phrases or something that at least three words together and just name it that. Just right. Do that. But if it's a kind of like a, you know, a comedy show with two people talking, that's when you come up with the weird title. That mm-hmm. doesn't exist in the world, <laughs> right? <laughs> Using words that are uh, made up and fun, because then people will actually search for those. Crazy. I learned. I learned really badly <sighs> for doing that. What can you do? Oh well, ski. But anyway, um, that was it for Google Podcast. So if you guys want to check it out, so that you can see the actual subscriber count, then you know you can extrapolate what that looks like for you in terms of subscriptions across the board. But obviously, you'd have to like literally not just kind of make them up in your head. But then you added something here about Spotify focusing on women. Yes. So there's something new coming out that's happening that they announced today. On Women's Day, Spotify is announcing they have a new campaign called Equal. Spotify, they say, is always dedicated to empowering women creators and giving them a place to share their content with the world. Today, International Women's Day, we are especially excited to launch a new campaign, Equal, to demonstrate our commitment to fostering equity for women in audio and celebrating their global contributions. The campaign will include partnerships, activations, new content experiences, and on and off platform to support on local, regional, and international levels. Finally, it will call on users to actively take control of their listening habits, make sure they play more women creators, no matter the day. I love this. In fact, I love it so much. I'm going to reach out to them today to see if we can be one of their partners for our event. 
That would be fantastic, right? It would be really cool to be able to do that, to, to support that. Now, one of the things that I really love about this and I feel that I kind of want to go in the weeds um, on this conversation here is that I think that this is a really clear outline for a marketing campaign for something that feels as if they spent a lot of time thinking about what this would be. Like it fe- it feels very well thought out. It looks like it has a really overarching vision. It's not just Women's History Month, if you will, or it, it has a, a real huge scope of the folks that they're working with. And they say that they have on-platform support and then they have off and they have off-platform initiatives where they have, um, you know, partners. It looks inviting, like here. Invite-only equal board consisting of 15 organizations from around the world. Spotify will provide a one-time grant to each organization with the goal of finding tangible ways to make the audio industry more equitable for women creators. I mean, that sounds right up our alley, doesn't it? It does. So I get, I understand in terms of the partnership and reaching out to them and all that kind of stuff. But see, here's where I kind of want to come back to it. It's like, should we, us, everybody that's listening right now, possibly y'all can remind us, um, maybe we need to make a to-do item that we come back to this because what I'd like to really look at is the follow-up for this, right? So this is like, this is what we're doing. Look at all the things. And I'd like to track just for the sake of seeing what that looks like on a, as an ongoing basis. Will this equal thing on Spotify, which looks really great. They have like a open uh, Spotify.com general equal page. There's a, a page inside of uh, Spotify that is focusing on women and it has Women's History Month and then the genre shapers and playlist celebrating women and podcasts led by women and all of that kind of stuff is all on one page. I'm curious to see if that's going to continually be updated or is this now like a static landing page that they've created and now it's moving on to the next initiative, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, if they're going to be announcing what their partners are, what they're about to be doing. I'm also wondering how they're going to, if they're going to grade themselves, if they're going to look back and go, we started March 8th, this new initiative called Equal. How are we doing? Right. Are they going to do that? Are they going to self-assess to see if that they have moved forward on the mission statement that they put out? Because I think that's also as important as creating a really wonderful mission statement. Uh, It's a lot harder sometimes to follow up Mm -hmm. on that and to hold yourself internally accountable because for large companies, the next thing is coming up and you always have to be marketing and bringing awareness to their platform. So what do you think about that? I don't know. I mean, I think anything that helps women be listened to more is good. I mean, it's nice to think that they'll do these other things, but what if they don't? Yeah, what is, well, see, this is what I'm saying. It's like, they spent a lot of time. Look at the video that they put together. And I, I also love the the phrase that they're used where it was just like, this is, I can say this 100%. I've spoken about this, not only on this show, but also the feed. Spotify has a kick-ass marketing team, man. Those people know how to market. They know how to create the most sticky campaign. I want to be in that room. I want to see how they came up I with agree. this. I also want to know 
how long it took. When did they start talking about this? How did they got, get all the assets together? Mm-hmm. Who was writing the copy for this? Who chose the branding? Because the branding for this thing is different. It's like green and black. They also have a little phrase. It's called flex your power to listen, which I think is really catchy. And it's something that you can really get behind. It's really expansive when it comes to that. The look at the imaging on that. They have a video in there. It's a 30 second video that really gets clear as to what the mission of this initiative is. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, wow, this, this is so thought. It makes me so inspired to be part of a team that's working to create this amazing marketing. Like this is when marketing becomes not icky and yucky the way that most people really think about marketing. This is when you really understand the power of of elevating messages and how that impacts a brand and how powerful that is. I guess my biggest concern is, is it really Will it just- Will follow through? Yeah. Because it's like yeah. you make it and it's so pretty and then it's like you kind of forget about it. Like I don't. That's what make me sad. <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah. I don't know. But do we have to babysit everyone that tries to do something good or can we No, just no, it's not about it's... babysitting. It's a, I literally want to know like does do they have a team that actually cares about this or is it really just performative? And I'm not saying that even in a negative way. I'm just saying as a, a marketing team, do you create the stuff and then like go, woo, that was really cool. Yeah. And then you just let it go and have it just be that and not really believe in what you're saying. Mm. I don't know. So I, I just, don't know. I want to know. So if Spotify is listening, I'd like to know how you are going to be accountable to yourself. Yes. Respond to Elsie and you're definitely going to have to explain yourself to Elsie Escobar so that you can. Well, no, not explain my, um, like yourself. I'm saying like, how are you going to hold yourself accountable? Like I, hey, listen, most of us are going to forget in all honesty by the end, but in two weeks, nobody's going to remember this campaign unless Spotify pushes it. And unless there's somebody that is driving this conversation forward. We can barely remember just the everyday stuff that we care about Mm -hmm. because we just don't, we just don't as humans. (laughs) I mean, right. It's true. We don't. Yeah. Helsky. Anyway, thank you for sharing that. I really love the entire thing. Sweet. We have a full list of Academy, uh, the Podcast Academy unveiled um, their first Ambies Award nominees. They were covered on Variety. They have 164 nominees for the Ambies Awards. The Ambies Awards. That sounds, I had to say it again because it's a little hard to right. uh, say what? somehow. <laughs> um, Who came up with that name? Uh, what? Yeah, it's like the the Ambien Awards. The podcast that'll put you to sleep. Ambien Awards. Oh, yeah, but clever. they wanted, I heard that they wanted to make it like the Grammys, the, you know, well, where, the Grammys. Where's the Ambies? What's an Ambie? The Ambies. What's an Amb? Ambiance. Ambiance. Right. Dumbest name. Anyway, so they have a lot of names. Uh, They have Podcast of the Year, Best Business Podcast, Best Comedy Podcast, Best Documentary Podcast, Best Entertainment Podcast. Oh, my God. They have so many. It's so much. 164 nominees, y'all. God bless them. And not one of them is independent, correct? I did not spend the time 
to search through every single nominee and see who created them. Fair enough. So I don't know. It's a ton of professional podcasts. I know that. If there's any independence in there, it's a what I would call a smattering. Mm-hmm. Right. And mind you, though, I mean, okay, there's three of us here. Actually, hopefully, maybe there are some people watching as well. I'm gonna, I'd like to take a poll, including us here. Okay. How many of you knew that the nomination were open for you to nominate your show? I did. No, I had no idea. Anybody in the chat there who but would know? I also know that I don't fully read their newsletters because it looks like spam to me. Okay. So Sorry. we have not you. So Leslie said not her. Okay. So the nominations were open from, I believe, late September all the way to December 15th or something like that. I just figured that out. So they were like, oh, she did. Cheryl did. All right. Cheryl did it. So that nope, Jenny didn't know. So we had about two and a half months or so where you could nominate your show. Uh, yeah, and they are expensive, but not as expensive at Cheryl, not as expensive as the Webby Awards. <laughs> I know when you go into the Webby Awards, then you're like, oh, okay, maybe I'll just do the Podcast Academy. So yes, you have to submit and there is money uh, to submit for, to be considered mm-hmm. when you submit your show. So you pay. And those of you who are part of the Podcast Academy, I think that there was like, I think it was not, I think it was $200. I may be wrong. I can't remember. What? And if you were part of the Academy, it's $150 mm-hmm. to submit, I think. And so you had all that time to be able to submit your show for consideration to be nominated. So it's mm-hmm. open to all, obviously, if you have the money to pay for it. So that's a little exclusive. That's a little more, you know, um, the monies all goes to... The awards ceremony, I believe, to be able to put that together and get the awards themselves and pay for all the people who are going to be putting this thing on because they've, I think they already have a venue. They have like, I mean, I have a feeling they're going to go all out for this thing. So we'll see what happens. And that's going to be happening in May. So yeah, I think that for some of us, if you really believe in your show, I think that you would find the funds somehow in the same way that you would invest in a microphone. So you're saying we just didn't care or pay enough attention to do it? Yeah. I think that a lot of folks didn't know. And also, here's the thing, though. That's a problem for for everything. Just like you're you're saying, like, I see the emails and I think it's kind of spammy. It's it's what all of us are trying are vying for is the visibility and to get the message out. Because even in our own Facebook group, there's a crap ton of people in that group that have zero idea what she podcast is, that it has a podcast, that it's you and I, that we've been around for all this time. Like, who cares? They don't care. Yeah. They're in this Facebook group. <laughs> and they're not gonna see our posts. They're not gonna see what we're saying because they just won't. They don't it's like you only see the stuff that you really, really care about. And so I think we're all fighting for that. And I don't think that they got the message across to a lot I of I guess folks. not. But maybe they didn't care about that. Not to speak for them. Right. Well, yeah. I think that they tried. Anyway. Yes, John. It looks <laughs> yeah. like maybe you are about her. to explode. <laughs> with things to say. $200. Now, this, they have 64 nominees. I can't yeah. imagine how many people submitted. 
Two hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I actually don't know. That's a great question. Okay. All right. So that's a lot of coin that you could use to promote your podcast in places that maybe actually somebody would see it. And then you again, you spent you know, independent podcaster scrapes this money together, gets in there, gives it to who will please consider my show. And then they mm-hmm. come and with all the nominees, it's all these people that have mega money and fifteen people working on the show and all. And you're like, damn it, they did it to me again. Yeah, but I mean, to some degree, though, John, if you think about it, if you have a solid show mm-hmm. and you feel that it, that you've worked your butt off, I don't think that that's something that you're going to like. I, I don't think that it would be a deterrent, meaning I don't think it's go- it, like I'd be like, this is my solid show. I don't care if it's like just me or if it's more people. But I think a lot of independent podcasters maybe don't have the clarity of their podcast. I, I don't know. I've got to be honest with you. I would imagine there's enough independent podcasts out there that are good enough in the categories that are mentioned right. to compete with the pro-casting corporate podcasts yep. that are on that list, but they're not going to get a fair shake because it's a bunch of people in there that... You don't think so? I think I, I think it's a... You know what I think it is? Okay, I hate the Podcast Academy like Elsie hates white guys. Oh, my God, because you know what? <laughs> you can't stand the idea of anything being elitist. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, same way as Elsie doesn't like elitism, and I, you know, I don't like it either because we are out here where I feel we're out here working harder, doing all the things, all the things. I don't just I don't just give somebody a piece of paper and say handle this or hey give this to the social media team. You know what I go hey give this to the social media team and there's a mirror there holding handing me a piece of paper because mm-hmm. we all do our, our our own things and so now they come out and so now whoever wins this piece of plastic or whatever it is can say we are an award winning podcast. Well, you know, I think I actually, you know, I'm going to refrain from thinking. I I do feel that they do have the best intentions for this. And I'm even though I I kind of have a bias towards what you're talking about, John, Mm -hmm. I'm holding myself back. I kind of like what Leslie said here where she said, I pay for my table at book signings. At least I have a platform in which to sell my novels. What they should do is mention every podcast who entered, if nothing else, to give them some kind of exposure slash advertising, which I think, you know, there's a, there's something to be said about that. Um, here, here. To just have a list of these are all the folks that, that applied or, you know, these are all the folks that took the time to be able to put all this stuff in there. I could see something like that being a powerful initiative to be able to, to have that. Now... Uh, yeah, I think that maybe there. It's just that it's such a nuance to be able to bring awareness to what the types of podcasts that are out there too. Where I don't know, there's some of them that are like you've watched. I mean, you watched John. What am I saying? So, what did you think in terms of Dirty Diana? Got a lot of nominations. Dirty in this Diana. Thing. Well, it's Demi Moore. Again, I'm not saying that every corporate podcast is horrible. Yes, there was that. There was the one where the – I can't think of the name of the podcast. It's, it's eluding me now. About the woman who was dying from cancer. And yeah, Dying for Sex was nominated. Dying I was for so sex. excited. I'm like, right. that one. That was a, that was a great so podcast. Good. Yes, there was a lot of good podcasts out there. But then again – yeah, they're good. Like, in other words, I could see if, like, an independent had to pay 50 and the corporates had to pay, I don't know, 300 or something like that. Right, right. You know, kind of scale the money or, or whatever. 
I can never get out of the time that Jerry Seinfeld won an award and he got up there and just said, this piece of plastic, every organization has a five diamond, six clover leaf thing that you're a part of. And, you know, all awards are stupid. And I kind of, and after I listened to that whole rant that he did, he was right. And in my honest opinion, to me, what I get out of podcasting is when people interact with me and the joy of putting something out there, somebody being entertained by that. To me, that's my award. That's my ambient award, the Ambies. The Ambies, you know, the gold mics. award. Right. <laughs> but I think that this is beyond the podcaster. That's where I feel that I'm, I'm a little more pushing forward to this. This is beyond... I want to get recognition as somebody who's working in here. And it's more about recognition for the entire medium as a viable medium, an important medium, something that people need to be talking about, that it's getting the word of podcasting, the producers of podcasting, that these podcasts are worth listening to, that they are actually in, on par with maybe at some point in the future with like TV shows and movies and all unlimited series. And like, there's like all of these things that folks are creating out there. And also to provide an entire infrastructure of careers and people that are actually making a living doing this stuff. And I'm not saying necessarily just from the independent podcasting space where like, there's a few of us who are actually making a living from creating a podcast for ourselves, right? In the independent form. But it, there's also many professionals out there who are also making a living in podcasting as a viable, like to have my children be able to go to college and say they want to work in the podcasting industry and they're going to be guest bookers or they're going to be folks that are fact checkers or they're going to be like audio engineers. That's a whole entire other aspect and layers of career-based um, information that we're structuring now that the Podcast Academy can bring awareness to and that education can come from it. So, so I would I would agree with you if this was on like network TV where people would see the podcast awards and say, oh, my God, look at this podcasting. Are they is it going to be put out anywhere? Is it going to be? Yeah, it's going to be like in the same way that people watch the Golden Globe. It's going to do that. Obviously, the Golden Globes have a thing, but it's going to be live. It's going to be there's going to be I think they're going to be half and half. Like there's going to be some folks that are going to be showing up. Mind you, they are getting the coverage, though. I mean, they got on Variety. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, point taken, point taken. I understand that. So from that point, I yeah, because look at me, I'm, I don't make any money from my podcast, but I do make money from podcasting. Right. And to be able to be seen as somebody like if you go like if somebody's like, hey, John, you know, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a podcast audio engineer or I'm I'm a podcast producer. People are going to go, oh, really? That it, it becomes something that you can actively speak into and you are an expert in the industry and you can say the things that you've shared without somebody going like, okay, what's a podcast? It's <laughs> true. Right. No, I get it. So it, it brings by default, people talking about podcasting will actually bring legitimacy to your job as an actual J-O-B. Mm -hmm. yeah. J-O-B, V-I-P. J-O-B. Right. So... Anywho, anywa, anywa. Okay, so we should we move on? What's the yeah, next thing? What do we have? On. The next thing is okay, Eva, our friend Evo, Evo Terra. Mm -hmm. So Terra. remember, just a couple episodes ago, I think we were talking about this. Yeah, yeah, 
course. That we're like, everybody's buying each other. How do you even know what the thing is? Like, what's yeah. happening? So confusing. Are you lost trying to figure out who owns who in podcasting? Same here. Perhaps this will help. A few weeks ago, after hearing yet another million, multi-million dollar acquisition in the podosphere, I sent out this tweet. Hey, podcasters, who has the big and recently updated chart of who owns who? I'm having a hard time keeping track. The next day, another acquisition was announced. So I took to Twitter this time with, once again, we really need a map of who owns who in the podcasting space. It needs to be easily updated because reasons. Also, ACAST acquires Radio Public. Luckily for me, Ann Baird was quick to respond with, no worries, old man, I got this. Well, that's how I remember it. In fact, they said... I'm now starting an air table to make this into a map. If you want in on this adventure, hit me up. If you know anything about me, you know that I rarely turn down an opportunity to collaborate, especially with people who have skills I lack <laughs> and are even more enthusiastic about a project than me. So Anne and I, mostly Anne, went to work fleshing out how such a table might look, how it might be viewed by all interested parties, and how we'd keep it updated. And then they did it. There's an they air table. Did it. And mind you, it's very interesting. Very cool. You'll see a link in the show notes of the medium. So what uh, what Jess was just saying right now, she read directly from Evo's article on yes, medium. I did. Mm -hmm. So you can see the direct link in the show notes there. But look at that chart, though. There's a what chart What I wish there. it had was who to contact in those companies, but nobody can be that lucky. Because, well, then, you know, for my purposes, that's what I need it for. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but alas, like, what? Yeah, you know, whatever, like, whatever, whatever. Yeah, so they have like all of the big pictures of this. And then it also tells you like the owned companies right below it. They have them um, tagged um, mm. as the, the company names. And then now you can just like go look in there and then see who they own. I mean, it's like... It's kind of interesting. It's pretty interesting. If you want to see that, take a look in our show notes. It's pretty interesting. For sure. They have all kinds of interesting stuff. That's they what it was. See, now I can refer back to, I knew that pod link yeah. was bought, but I was like, what? Who bought them? Like, I could not remember the majority of these things, but it's really great to be able to see. Look at it. Six serious X, serious XMs. Like, know, who's the winner? Who the has things. the most companies that they've bought? Spotify. Um, and definitely Spotify. Spotify and Sirius XM. Well, iHeartMedia has six. You can look at the number all the way at the bottom. Sirius and XM has six. And it's those three. Spotify has six. Spotify and Sirius XM yeah. own six. the world. They each, <laughs> they each own six. But then again, who owns the biggest one, though? Just because you own six, they could be six teeny weenies. Like New York yeah. Times owns the New York Times and Serial. Right. Or, I mean, I don't know. I was just impressed by that all of a sudden. Uh Google Podcasts so, owns Google Podcasts. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Also, I didn't even know what Penn National Gaming I never heard of it. Is either. I know. But they I own, know. you know. I know. What is that? The sport? What is the Barstool Sports? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then there's also this one that I've never heard of, the TGC Chernin Group. Medi TGC. What's Medi do? TCG. TCG sounds like the creative group. T. The, the Churning Group. Churning. I know, but T or the, oh, C TGC, G. the creative. You mean that's the name T of TCG Churning. I'm pretty sure that's the creative group. No, the Churning Group. TCG, the Churning Group. Yeah, that's what Yeah, I'm I don't know about. who they are either. No, no, I know. Sorry. <laughs> and also, I don't know what Meat Eater is. I'm not quite sure. What is that? Meat Eater. 
I don't know. That's the other thing is that none of the companies are linked, so you don't oh, know. So we who... can't. Hey, listen. Like Tegna this was just, owns. Somebody put this together. I know. I'm not. Listen. I know. <laughs> just because I said it doesn't have something doesn't mean I'm disparaging. I'm listen, just saying we're podcasters, and if if we weren't podcasters, we wouldn't sit here and critique and say we want more <laughs> of something <laughs> for free. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God. I just saw somebody wrote this in-depth article. I forgot what I was reading about. It was it was a really in-depth, um, like, intellectual commentary on language, right? It was very, in, in the power of language and all this stuff. And I found it super eye-opening and all kinds of interesting data and historical context and all this stuff. And I finished. And I never read the comments. and But I just kind of scrolled down, right? Just because they were there because I haven't seen comments on an article for a long time. The first comment, the writer of this article is wrong (laughs) because there, and I was like, Jesus. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Really? Uh You're explaining to somebody like, it's not like a, yeah, it was, I was just like, uh who are you? Like, I just kept thinking commenter. You're probably somebody who's sitting in their couch Right. And decided to pontificate on why whatever they had just shared is wrong yep. because it doesn't agree with them. And it's yep. like, they're the expert. They wrote in this blog that is like an expert blog of like, it's, yeah, anyway. Whatever. Was the was commenter's like, name Jamingo? Not the session. Actually, it so, is Jamingo. How did you know that? No, it wasn't me. Actually. Did you know? But yes, shall we? Start shutting off the show. Shutting off the show. Yeah, it's been a little shut bit it of time off. that we've been Shut it in. off. All right. Thank you so much for listening to She Podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> this has been episode 304. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to She Podcast. If you want to find us on social media, please do. You can find us at She Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also find our show notes at ShePodcast.com, and we suggest that you do so so you can read all the things that we talked about today. If you want to send us some feedback, you can do that on our website, or you can email us feedback at ShePodcasts.com. Or they can text us. Or you could text us. <laughs> 302-240-3425. That's 302-240-3425. Or go to my.community.com forward slash she podcast. Type the word yes and you'll get on our email list. And we really hope that you do that as well so we can keep in touch and shit. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of you who are here live today. We love you. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>